Hey, friends, Happy New Year. Keep the Promise Ministry, Pastor Buddy Chapman. Hope you guys can tune in today and check out our message. We're going to be talking about the next chapter of your life. I believe what God's got for us is the greatest things are still coming our way. So you guys tune in, turn it up. Hey, everybody, and for the folks just tuning in, you've been prayed for. I'm going to tell you what. How many think that last year went kind of fast? I tell you what, it was just moving, especially the last few months. It just seemed like something's going on every week all the time. How many people are ready for a new chapter in their life? New chapter, that doesn't mean the last one was bad. But you know what, I believe as we seek the Lord, things can always get better, amen? So I think that we got a lot to be looking forward to. I know I'm excited about what God's doing in the church and with great anticipation and new opportunities that God puts before us. I know that I love fresh starts. How about you guys? Fresh starts are a great thing. But so with the new year, we got some more things going. We got more chances to, to be the person God's called us to be. Have you ever thought about that? I know Tanya, when we first opened in prayer, she thought about seeking the Lord. And even if it's just one word that maybe God gives you uh, as you're praying and things like that. One of the things I challenge folks each and every year, maybe you want to start journaling. I do a lot of journaling. Uh, most of my journaling comes out through the messages and stuff like that. And it's amazing when you can look back sometimes when you, you have those mountaintops experience. And then we have the little dripping and dropping as things going on. And then we can look back and say, look how God carried me through this situation. You know, because things are always changing, right? But who never changes? God never changes. And so that's the encouraging thing right there that we can hold on to him. I had a couple of more notes I wanted to share with you. I said there's more ways to serve the Lord, uh, different things to serve the people that God's put in our path. And then I know a lot of times when I think about the new year, I think about growth. And, um, you know, a lot of times we can tend to get complacent with life. Amen. That's where you say amen. Amen. <laughs> Are you all complacent? Yeah. It's the new year, man. We got to be out here ready to roll. I'm going to jump over here. Hey. You know, I, I tell you what, um, it's an exciting time to see what's going on. You know, we look at 2020 and we say, okay, Lord, what is it that you got for us this year? What do you got for us today? And I think sometimes we look at too big a picture. Maybe we just need to look at a page of the story at a time. And our story is still being written. Isn't that amazing? You know, God has still got something for us. He wants to use your life in a mighty way. And I know that we want to be obedient to that. So I was just thinking of a couple of things. I said, what do you want your story to look like a year from now? Think about that. I was going through my mom's uh, house yesterday, getting a few things together and went across some old video uh, recordings. I found a good way. If you want to lose 20 pounds, find a video from 20 years ago. That's the best way I can lose 20 pounds. I was like, Look at my hair. Look at my waist. Woo, gravity is not your friend, is it? But you keep smiling and you keep going. I, I, I pray that this year I make better choices in my health and just going deeper with the Lord as well. Because a lot of times we can just get, just get overwhelmed with all the busyness. And I'm preaching to me first. Is anybody in here busy? Get busy a little bit? Does busy make you better? No, it really doesn't. Busyness doesn't really make you better. So I'm praying for all of us, especially myself, in this as we take off running into the new year. Lord, show us what's God thing and what's the good thing. There's a lot of good things that will be a time vampire. That's what my sister calls it, a time vampire that just eats your time up. But you know what? We want the God thing. And God will supply the needs for us to, to do the God things and see him uh, working and all that. What difference do you want to do? And want to see take place in your life in the next 12 months. And I said, change takes time. And here's something here. It takes commitment and hard work. 
we've got to set the stage to, to what God wants in our life, and then we need to walk it out. We just don't think about it and then go do the same thing, right? We need to make changes if that's what God's calling us to do in our life in those areas of life. If we want our story to read different, then we've got to put different things into place, into action, and engage in those things so that we see the hand of God moving us uh, as he calls us to. I said it's being faithful in the small things on a regular basis that produce the greatest gains and accomplishments. I'm going to pick on Jesse for a minute. All right. Um, he really sticks to the stuff. He did not get that gene from me. I mean, everybody else is eating birthday cake. He's eating fish. I mean, everybody else is going out and going off late. He's eating hamburgers or whatever it is. But that's his, his, his plan. And so his plan is this. If I want to stay in the shape that, that I'm in, I have to do the things today so I'll get the results tomorrow. We see that. It's in anything we do. If we want to grow in the Lord, we, we, if we want to go deeper in that, guess what? Great time to start the Bible study on Tuesday nights. Hey, but that's just a couple days, right? Just Sunday and Tuesday. Don't starve yourself. The Word of God is available to us in all types of, of, of media and everything else now. I'll just throw this out. So a couple of things that we use and have had very, very good luck with, um, just results, I should say, uh, with, is the, the Bible version app. They're free. You can do a lot of different things there. And there's another uh, app that I use called, oh, I just went blank, Through the Word. It's called Through the Word, and it's very helpful. Very biblical-based things to do. But always have your Bible open. Always use your Bible. We want to go to God's Word first, okay? But I'm just saying there's so many things out there. So if we're faithful in the small things on a regular basis, it's going to produce the great gains over time. Just think about it. It's saving money, losing weight, in relationships, your relationship with the Lord. And I, I, I wrote this little note down. As somebody, somebody had had it in one of the clips I was listening to, and I thought it was really good. The life and death of your next chapter starts and finishes with your daily decisions. Think about that. It's your daily decisions. I didn't, man, I'm just going to start preaching. I was like, man, God had put that in my heart. And kept growing me in that direction. Or, or whether it's doing an instrument or whatever, whatever it is. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's growing in your relationship, of course, with the Lord. But maybe in your family. You know, relationships take time. It's an investment the whole time. How much time do you really put into the relationships in your family? You know, you'll be surprised what a phone call would do. You'll be surprised what a card would do. A text. So take some time. So listen to this as we, we work through this. I want you to guys think about what one small thing can you do today, not tomorrow, that will set you in the direction of your goal that God has put on your heart. Pray about that today. What's one small step that you can take today and apply on a regular basis to grow and go in the direction that God has for you in this new year? Everybody doing good so far? Here we go. Well, our scripture, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be in Colossians uh, 3, 1, and 2. I've got some other selected scriptures up there that I'm going to share with you. But here you go. It says, therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the earthly things. Paul gives us some great building blocks to share here. And one of the first things we see here, it talks about, therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, and what the Lord showed me, it's all about our identification. Identification is key. Think about what your identification just in the world does. You better have a driver's license if you're going to drive. 
You've got to have a bank card to get your money back out, right? Think about those things. How many know they've got this thing called the real ID? You know what I'm talking about? You will. It's coming. It's by 2020 of uh, October, if I'm not mistake, mistaken. They want to update your, your uh, driver's license and things like that. And there's a couple of different odds and ends, and I won't get into all that. I'm, I'm looking into that process now. But you say, well, I don't need that. Well, you might be surprised. If you fly, you're going to need that. If you work on a military installation, from what I read, you're going to need that. If you're going to send money to somebody, I'll give you all my address. Teasing. If you're going to send money to somebody, right, you got to, like out of the country and stuff like that, um, you, got to, you got to have this real ID. So they're looking at what, so, so the ID has something, to, something to, to be looked into. And what I want to say here now, you know, what about our identity in Christ? I wrote this statement right here. I believe it will bless you. What happened to you through Christ is greater than any other thing that has happened to you. Greater than your past. Greater than your mistakes. Greater than any other thing that has happened to you or will happen to you. Let me tell you, I did a funeral yesterday. Seems like that's getting to be a regular Saturday thing. I'm going to try not to do it this this, this couple Saturday. But I'm going to tell you what. That's the message right there. When I'm sharing with folks out there and I'm talking to hundreds of people and I'm telling them, look, this is the message. Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? We could talk about a whole lot of different things and all that, but the bottom line is this. And then you've got to embrace this and receive this. What happens to you through Jesus is greater than any other thing that has happened in your life. Anybody let their past define them a little bit? We can what I always say, there's a reason that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. We got to keep moving forward. How about this? How many have got brothers and sisters or something like that? Or family, and I ain't trying to start another, but as soon as you don't act the way they want you to act, they say, well, you're just like you used to be. Am I the only one? Come on now. You guys, look, it's the new year. It's the new year. Y'all stayed up too late last week, didn't you? Come on, man. We got to get going here. Think about that. A lot of times when people say, well, well you know, you're just the same old guy. God should be transforming us more into the image of his son. Amen. I'm not saying don't be you. Be you. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. But I want you to see this, that God is always drawing us closer to him in that relationship. And what happens is the enemy wants you to remember all the bad stuff. You couldn't possibly do it. Well, you remember when? You remember when you did that? You remember when you said that and you didn't deliver this? Does that happen to anybody? And you play it on the tape and you hear it again and you hear it again. Don't buy the lie. That's when you say, devil, get behind me. I'm going to tell you what, I'm a new creation in Christ. God has washed my, my sin away because of what Jesus Christ did. Y'all ought to be loud on that one. Come on. Look at this. When you see what God has done for you in Christ, the reality of redemption takes hold. That's probably why I get a little bit excited. I don't know about anybody else, but I was saved from a whole lot of sin. How about y'all? I'm telling you. And I tell you, what you see, sometimes people get radically saved, you know what I mean, like that. You were, you were on the doorstep with the devil, and now you're in the throne room with Jesus? All because of what he did. I say this many times. I talked about it yesterday. They said, well, you know, if you die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? I go, absolutely. Oh, buddy, because you're a nice guy? No. Oh, buddy, because you're a pastor? No. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. And laid down his life for me and for you. 
and for anybody that will call upon the name of Jesus. And his blood was shed to purchase us out of our sin debt. That's the good news. That's the gospel. And he says, hey, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, whoever believes that, whoever puts their faith and trust in that will be saved. So I said, guess what? Because of what Jesus did. Because I've ran from my sin and ran to Jesus. Does that mean you never mess up again, buddy? No. That means his grace is sufficient. Does that mean I live my life any way I want to do? No, I strive and desire to live a life that's pleasing to God. But I'm going to be honest with you. Some days I miss the mark. Anybody else going to say amen? amen? But God says because of his grace and his mercy and his provision, and because we've been redeemed, it takes a whole new look. Let's go back to that first statement. When things go wrong in my life and when things I miss the mark in my life, I go back to that other statement. What happened to me, you've got to make it personal. What happened to you? In Christ, meaning he died for your sin and rose to overcome sin. And the victory is ours in life, eternal life. That's what we got. So that's when the reality of redemption takes hold. I don't have to be worried about last week, yesterday, how I blew it, all these different things. And everybody else will help you remember that, especially your closest friends. Amen. You might want to check about some new friends. Amen. <laughs> Bring them to church with you. All right. I'm about to encourage them. But that's what happens in our life. We need to be living the next chapter of our life with zeal, with purpose. I did a funeral yesterday for a friend of mine's daughter, 55 years old. That's a young, especially in seven days I'll be that age. Amen. Woo. Ain't that something? Who'd have thought? I can tell you, I want to tell you a story. When I was younger, my, my dad was military, and we had to go to uh, Langley every time I got hurt. And they didn't have the computers or anything else. They had this big conveyor. This big conveyor would come around with all, you know, most people's uh, records and stuff, medical records and stuff like that. And they would push the button, and would go around, and my, my dad goes, oh, here we go again. I go, that's mine. <laughs> How do you know? I said, it's blue and it's big. I have fell off more fences, bit by dogs, bit dogs, everything. I mean, all that stuff, crazy stuff. It's crazy. But you know what? You turn around and God walks you through that. And I keep saying, Lord, you must have a great plan. Head-on collisions, different things. Is anybody, let me just say, has anybody ever had a gun pulled on them? Yes, Amen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. See, when, when, you, when, it, when it's on TV, that gun looks like it's about that big. When it's in your face, it looks like a cannon. You're going, and you're thinking, I need to be thinner. I need to be thinner. You know? <laughs> you're just praying, man. So guess what? I don't go to those places anymore. But see, sometimes trouble will follow you. Trouble will find you. But let me tell you what. God's grace will go with you. God's mercy will go with you. God's protection will go with you. Somebody say amen. That's what I want to talk about. I want to elevate the name of Jesus today. Let's talk about that new chapter. Look at this. God's grace can blot out your past failures and start charting your new possibilities today. Everybody wants to start on something tomorrow. Hey, man, I used to work with a guy. We, I said, hey, look, this is the job we got to do. We got to do this. And, man, I mean, you know, we're working from like 6 to 2.30 or whatever at the time. By 9 o'clock, he goes, man, can we just do that tomorrow? Tomorrow? <laughs> it's not even lunchtime. See, we do that with our life, too. I want to do that new thing, whatever it is. <coughs> I'm sorry. We're going to save money next paycheck. We're going to give next paycheck. 
I'm going to start a church next Sunday. We got more room. Come on. We look for ways. We talk a big story. But when we go to engage, we seem to have a disconnect. And I'm going to tell you what will help connect you is seeking the Lord and relying on the Lord. How many people want to hear from the Lord this year? Do you believe that he's hiding from you? He's not hiding from you. It cost him his very best to communicate with you, to get to you, to bring you back to himself. Somebody say amen. That's a good story right there. Let me tell you, that is the truth, and that's what he's done, and that's what I'm excited about. That's what I, that's what I get up in the morning. I say, man, I no longer have that old identity. Wow. Went through some pictures. I remember this. I remember that. And I'm not saying everything was bad in my past. There was a lot of great things. And I'll tell you what. God can use the very thing that you think that will knock you out of helping somebody in your past to actually bless somebody in their future. Do you hear what I'm saying? The things that you've gone through, that God's brought you through, if you're willing to let God work that in you and through you, he can take those, those shortcomings and those hard times and turn around and help you comfort somebody else in what they're going through. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going through something, I don't want to ask the guy that's not, not got through the other side something. I want to talk to the person that's been through the other side about it. How about you? And I can tell you when somebody asks me about certain things that I've been through and I haven't been through a lot of stuff that you guys have been, I can say this. Because of Christ, this is how we made it. I'm always going to try to do my very best to point because of Christ. Because I know that God is a great gift giver. How many people opened any gifts today so far? I guarantee you that you have opened two amazing gifts already this morning from the Lord. These things. You opened your eyes, right? Some of the greatest gifts. We never even think about it. He allows us to see the people we love. He allows us to, to, to look into what, what he's doing out there in the creation and all that. But not only that, not just our eyes. What about the eyes of our soul? What about the eyes of our heart? Are we willing to open that up? And say, Wait a minute. My past failures have been blocked out. Man, start charting your new possibilities today. What is it that you know that God has called you to do and accomplish while you're here. This life can be short. I, I, I think regardless, whether if it's 90, 55 years old, it's pretty short up against the backdrop of eternity. And I don't know about you guys, I want to make the biggest difference for the kingdom of God while I'm here. How about you? God gives us a platform through Jesus Christ to start over again. Look at this here. I love this verse. I use it a lot. Just to keep my head straight. How about you guys? Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. Did it just say Buddy Chapman? Did it just say preachers? It said if anyone is in Christ. He or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Man, we talked about a new year. We talked about a fresh start. That's what you have in Christ. That's what we have in crisis that God will turn around and say, hey, I'm not done with this yet. I'm not done with this yet. Over the last two months, I can tell you there has been crisis in my life. There has been doors shut that man shut that God would open the window. For everything that I go, man, 
after about three weeks of going, oh man, I was just going, woo, God's going to do something up in here. And guess what? He did. Oh man, I'm telling you, I got story upon story upon story I could tell you. Even in the tough times, in, 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 the, in the sorrowful times, man, if you just step back, friends, and say, Lord, I just need to see your fingerprints on this. Lord, help me to see where you're working in this thing. And I'm going to tell you what, he was so gracious in my life to show me that, and I believe he'll do that in yours. I did not say it was always comfortable. This life is not about being comfort, right, living in comfort. It's about being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you what, in my life, there's a lot of pushing and pulling and twisting and jerking and everything else, right? But guess what? As I'm obedient to the things that the Lord shows me, I start seeing the bigger plan. How about you? Man, we went through some videotapes, like I said, at my mom's. And this was so neat. Jesse said, Dad, that's you playing at the ship's wheel. This used to be the ship's wheel. He said, Dad, that's where our church is at. He said, you were jamming and rocking. Look at your hair. Right? And he goes, you were playing, but now you're preaching. I said, that's God, son. That's God. Isn't that something? Probably find one of my old guitar strings over in the corner somewhere. But I'm going to tell you what. Like I said, our landlord that we rent from here, his, not son, son-in-law, is the man that led me to the Lord in 1995. Tell me guys out going up there and see, I got this thing worked out. Don't worry about it. 20-some years ago, if somebody had come up to me when I was jumping off a pool table over here with my guitar behind me and said, hey, I just want to let you know, in uh, 2019, all this is going to be cleared out. You're going to have a pulpit up there. You're going to have a bunch of people come in here, and all y'all are going to be looking to the Lord. I was saying, cut that man off. Don't let him drive. Do not let that man drive from here. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like, whoo, we'll be going like this. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes God chooses to do things in stages. So that we can grasp it. We always want the lightning bolt. We want everything right now. How many people like things right now? Oh, come on. I need to pray for him and her. And all. We want it right now. We do. I'm going to tell you what. I want to put my suit on yesterday. I want something right now. I want like 20 pounds of weight loss. I'm like, oh my goodness, right? And I thought, well, gosh. See, what happens is I didn't put 20 pounds on or more in a day. I did a pound at a time. How about y'all? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, one extra biscuit and gravy. Oh, yeah. One pineapple upside down cake. And about six months worth of, I don't know, milkshakes probably. You know I love it. I get that honest now. Y'all know that because my mom loved that too. But I, I'm teasing about some of those things, but I'm really not. Because I, I, I want to turn around and just show you how the little things matter. Each choice that we make each day. Sets the trajectory, is that how you say it, of, of how we're going to go. It, it, it sets the course how we're going to go. Your attitude sets the course of how you're going to respond. We'll get into that in a little bit. Sometimes somebody can say something to you and depending where you're at in the, in, in, in the course of the day, you might not just respond right. Has that ever happened to anybody other than your pastor? Okay, thank you. I thought I was solo there for a minute. 
But I come back to this. If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? We need to embrace it, though, and engage. What are you talking about, buddy? Look at this. I said, take what you have and lay it at the feet of Jesus. We go into the new year, and many times I believe people don't think they have much to offer. Let me tell you something. You are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. And God has a plan for your life, and God wants to use your life just the way you are, the way he's fashioned you to make a difference in your family, in your work, in your community, in the world, in the kingdom. So don't sell yourself short. Look at this. But what you have laid at the feet of Jesus. 2001, many of y'all know the story. We were in a Walmart. I was doing street ministry. I was going to get some blankets to take it back down to East End. My wife said, don't go. And I said, yeah, I'm going. And she said, please don't go. And I said, they know me. It'll be safe. And she said, I don't want you to go. So guess what? She probably was right. So we went to Walmart. We were buying a bunch of blankets and stuff. And I walked by this big, I don't know, whatever. What do you call those things? They were end up being these big tents that they had set up. The ones with the gear mechanism all in them, they're pretty heavy. Jesse was a baby. He's one year old. I'm pushing, and I'm getting some stuff, and I go by, and this box starts to fall. And I reach out, ooh, and it takes my arm and slings it all the way back like this. I could tell you it was 4th of July that day. I thought in this, this little microsecond, I just got electrocuted. This is what's going on in your mind. What's going on? No, what happened was it, the weight of that box knocked my arm back so far, it pulled my bicep loose from my arm, and my bicep went all the way up to here. That is not something that the guitar playing guy wants to hear. Let me tell you, it just happened. That day, just was on the radio over in Norfolk doing a live interview, playing songs, everything else. We had just did like our third CD. I'm thinking, man, we are ready to roll. This is going on. And in the midst of that, boom! I don't know if I'm going to be able to use my arm again. What? Now, I got to tell you, man, my wife was by my side. She said, we just need to go home. I said, we can't go home. We need a doctor, right? Thomas, my oldest son, he comes over and he prays for me. See, the little things. And in that minute, he prays for me. The sickness stops because I'm getting ready to go into shock. And the guy comes out, and I'll speed the story up a little bit. The guy comes up, and he goes, I said, I think I broke my arm. And he goes, mm, Mr. Chapman, I think you're going to wish you hope you broke your arm. I go, why? He said, I think you ruptured your bicep. Well, I didn't know what that means. Just pull it off the bone. How about that? If he said, I think your, your muscle on your arm just got snatched off. You ever had a chicken bone? Just That's what we got. <laughs> yeah. So I go to the emergency room, but I am determined now that regardless of what's going on, I'm going to praise the Lord. So my brother-in-law gets there, and he's checking on everything. I said, go get some CDs out of the car. Go get some CDs out of the car. He goes, what? I said, Here's my keys. Go get CDs out of this stuff. He gets the stuff. He brings them up. I'm passing out CDs in the hospital. I said, this devil ain't going to win, man. Passing out CDs. And on our CDs, it ain't about Buddy or Tanya or Thomas or anything else. It's about the Word of God because in every one of our CDs has a Bible track so that you can know Jesus. They checked and everything. They said, well, it's not broken. You need to check with your regular physician. I'm trying to speed this up. I have to play at church the next day. I can't even carry my guitar. I go like this. I get through this song, and I'm going, man, something's wrong with my arm. 
Something is wrong with my arm. I go to my doctor. My doctor looks at me and says, you have to go to a specialist right now. I was like, what? He says, I'm making an appointment. You got to go like now. I mean, I went from here to there because what I found out is when that muscle's tore off like this, if you don't attach it soon, it starts dying off. So I go in and I see my main man, Dr. Payne. I love Dr. Payne. He has put Humpty Dumpty back together several times now. <laughs> and he looks at my arm and everything and he goes, and he's like this tall. And he goes, and it's just getting worse. I go, well, you need to go see Dr. Payne. I go, this is a bad joke, right? I don't want no more pain. They said, well, his name's Low Payne. We call him Low Payne. I said, I'll go to him. I go to low pain. So anyway, to go there, go through all this stuff. And, and what I'm trying to tell you is this. In the midst of those things, I took what I had and I laid it at the feet of Jesus. I'm just coming back to this. I said, Lord, I don't know if I'll ever be able to play again. But I'm going to still praise you. I don't know what you got planned. I'd really like to have this fixed. But regardless, I will praise your name. And that could be a long testimony on it, but I'm going to tell you what. I got to witness to more people about Jesus. I got to share more stories about Jesus. The people in the rehab place said, do you always heal this fast? I said, I don't know. I've never been hurt like this. It's a testimony. Let me, let me make sure you all understand it. God did not cause that. Okay. But God can use anything to work it all together for the good, Romans 8.28. It gave me more compassion for people. It made me think about, wow, in six weeks, when I finally took my arm out of there, I've seen people in casts and stuff. I was like, man, just tough it out. I could not move my arm. I could not move my arm. You do this, it goes like this. But every time I'd go back, God was doing healing in my body. But know what he was really doing? He was working on my heart. See, sometimes you get a lot of stuff going. There's things that come in your life that will slow you down. And it give you a whole different perspective on the next chapter of your life. Look at this. I had to rely on God's spirit. Just like any of us every day. You don't have to go through something crazy like that. And everybody's got a story. Got the next chapter. And I pray that, that, that it's not that hard on your body, okay? But, but God chooses to still work in the good things, in the tough things, and in all things. But are we going to be obedient to that? I spent a lot of time listening to the Lord when my arm was in that cast. I spent a lot of time witnessing to people in the hospital when my arm was in that cast. Matter of fact, they use our music in Mary Immaculate because when we were in there, I got the, the guy come out there to pray for me. He said, can I pray for you? I said, man, let me tell you what, I'm going to pray for you. How's your day? He's like, it's been pretty rough. I said, well, good. I'm getting the one getting cut. I said, man, we're just going to pray for you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the Lord will turn around and just strengthen you, brother. And this guy's going, man, I appreciate that. See, people forget to pray for the pastor sometimes. Y'all don't, but a lot of times people do. Yeah, and, and, and you just keep pouring out, and you keep pouring out, and you keep pouring out, and you keep pouring out. But I'm going to tell you what, God's placed me in a place where people pour back in, and I love y'all. To be led by the Spirit. Thank you for all that you guys do for me and my family. Take a look at this here. Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this 
earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Man. That right there, for me, God may speak to you differently about this. That's a verse that I could walk with. That's a, that's a verse that I could live with right there. Not that I'm picking and choosing. I'm just saying that means something. My old self has been crucified with Christ. That means when, when Jesus died on the cross, I see myself with that. My old sin, he took the sin and put it on him for each and every one of us. Amen? Look at that. It is no longer I who live. I want to live for Christ. How about that? That doesn't mean you lose your identity. But you take on his, which is much grander. Look at this. By trusting the son of God. Are you trusting him today? I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. It's about living out our new identity in Christ. Do we really live out our new identity? Or when Christ is hit, do we look like the world? Many of y'all know, uh, some don't, whatever like that. I'm not going to bring it up every time I preach, I hope, but whatever. Man, mom died on the 22nd. Guess what? That changed my life forever. I'm not the only one that's lost a parent. I'm not the only one that's ever lost somebody. But it's different. It's different. Nine years back and forth taking care of my mom. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Boom, gone. But I can't complain. Because I know where she's at. And I know that we're blessed. And so this is what happens, and I appreciate people say, you're doing all right? I said, I'm doing okay so far. And they go, yeah, but you, no, you're talking to me. Are you doing all right? I go, yeah. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not going to lay down and cry one day, and I probably will. But I'm so wrapped around that my mom is healed and healthy now. I'm so wrapped around that them bow legs are straight now. How about that? I can imagine my dad just running up there with tobacco juice on the side of his face. Ruthie, baby. <laughs> Huh, come on. I'll tell you what, that old buzzer got me yesterday. I was looking through some stuff, looking through some old stuff, and I was like, what is, there's tobacco in my hand. How do we get tobacco in my hand? You know, you move with some stuff. I had to knock over one of his old spit tunes. Something like that. I was like, oh my gosh, boy. Gotta love it. From humble beginnings. Isn't that something? God is still working. It's about living out our new identity. But I'm gonna tell you what, never forget where God has brought you from. Never forget that. He's a good God, isn't he? All the time. We are no longer alone because Christ lives in us. Man. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm going to take a drink of water on this one. Mm -mm -mm. I'm sharing this with the guys here. How we looking on time? Oh, we got time. We got time. We are no longer alone because Christ lives in us. Many of y'all don't know this. Um, right before I really started doing some preaching on a regular basis, I wanted to do some preaches on a regular basis. And that's not something you go knock on somebody's door and go, hey, I'll preach for you today. Right? That's not usually the way it works. Usually, you know, they find out that's what you do and, you know, you go through the school and the seminary and they do this and then they give you the youth ministry and they kind of work that and that's all fine too. But I, everything I've done in my life has been backwards, I can tell you that. I could play probably 10 songs on the guitar before I could tune the thing. It's just crazy. And I know what Jesus did in my heart a long time before I could, tell, could put it in the right words. So never, never think that you can't be used. So when there was an opportunity to speak, how many are familiar with the Upward program in some of the churches? I think it's a wonderful thing. They got Upward basketball. They got Upward soccer and all those things. 
What they would do at halftime and different things like that, they'd need somebody to speak. You'd only get to speak about three minutes. I would take every one that they would let me speak on. Everyone, I would stay like almost all Saturday just so I could speak. I would watch all the games just so I could speak for three minutes about Jesus. Over and over, whatever I could do to tell somebody about Jesus, whatever. And then it got where, hey, you know what? Wednesday night, a pastor can't make, can you teach the Bible? said, I'll take it. I'll do it. What's it on? I don't care. It's going to be about Jesus. But see, they never, they never let you do the Sunday service, right? I'm not hating on anybody. They had people in place. So it's like, <laughs> I always felt, well, man. You can lean on me at a drop of a hat for that. But I can't, th- this is my mind thinking. Okay, I'm going I'm to clear this up. I'm not coming down on anybody. I'm telling you, this is how the devil was blinding me in this. I said, well, man, I- I'm, I'm taking out the garbage, but you never let me sit on the table. Does that make sense? I'm not saying, I'm just trying to find something. I'm doing all, the, whatever you throw at me, I'll take it. But I'd like to, to do this one day. And that day kept getting passed over and kept getting passed over. And go somewhere else to get passed over. And it's always, well, we'll see about next year. We'll see about next time. And, and maybe once you get to this, we'll do that. And all these things were happening. It was just like this. And I remember driving down by Michael's mom's house. I was praying. And I'd even call my son times. I said, you know what, man? I think I'm just going to go head first into the music. Maybe I'm missing this. Because every opportunity is drying up for me to speak. And then the guys at work that I work with. I said, man, why don't you just do your own thing? I said, I ain't doing my own thing. I'm doing God's thing. And he went and rented a place. And he said, now what are you going to do? I go, I think I need to pray about this. And many of y'all have been here from the beginning. And some of you, the first time you ever hear in a story. We started out doing church once a month. And then we did it every other week, didn't we, Miles? And then we kept on going. And I remember the Lord speaking to my heart. He's like, you're just going to tell people about me every other week? And there was always a hurdle, and there was always a stretch, and there was always a strive. But there was always good people, my brothers and sisters, coming alongside. I wasn't treading in this thing alone. But see that enemy saying, you're done. You're done. Just play the music and shut up, man. Just, just play the guitar and just stay in the corner. There's nothing wrong with that or anything. But I knew there were some other things that God was, was birthing in me. And man, it's hard when God's birthing stuff in you, and you've got to let it out. But God's so gracious in his time. To continue to do that. Let me tell you what. The next chapter that we're talking about. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're just getting started. And I want to tell you. We're no longer alone. And I want to tell you this. Don't let somebody try to make you somebody other than who God is trying to make you. Did that come out right? Sometimes people will want you to come and say, man, you're a motivation. Man, you, you, you got, you're on fire for the Lord. We want you to come speak. I said, man, that sounds good. I want to talk to people about Jesus. But, but just, just kind of tone it down. Are you sure you want me to come? Because I'm not changing my story. I refuse to turn the volume down on what God's doing in my life. Amen. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Beat anybody with the Bible. I'm not going to put you in a Holy, Holy, Holy uh, Spirit headlock. But I am not going to go and stand before the Lord and say, well, why'd you buckle down? Why'd you back off? See, if you want somebody to, to, to be on fire for the Lord, don't throw no water on them. Fan the flames. Jump in with them. Bring a bucket of water because you might burn the house down. But I'm going to tell you what, don't put it on them. People don't know what to do with different sometimes. Change.
change will come. And change is necessary. And change is not always comfortable. And it doesn't look like you think it's going to look all the time. And it's not going to be the shape or the size that it comes that you think all the time. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to try to say what I said earlier. Don't let anybody try to change you from what God has purposely called you to be. Ever. You just keep going with you know what God has called you to do. And I promise you, as you're faithful and obedient and led by the Spirit now, God's going to open them doors at the right time at the right place. Because he's a good guy. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap on that. I'm going to tell you what. Amen. Man, look at this. He is our power for living today and our reason for victory tomorrow. Boy, that popped up on a good time on the slide, didn't it? Man, I'm going to tell you what. He is our power for living today, our reason for victory tomorrow. I'll go in one better. He's our reason for victory today. You got victory in Jesus? You can. You can have it. Does that mean everything's going to be easy? No. No. But I'm going to tell you what. You can learn some stuff through the hard times. Somebody say amen. amen. The uncomfortable times. The testimony that you're able to give for the Lord Jesus Christ when you come through the other side. Hey, and the testimony that you're making and showing everybody while you're going through it. That's it. It's amazing to me, as Christians, how much we look like the world sometimes. Just saying. I did not say we're better. I'm just saying it's amazing that so many times we respond like the world. I don't want to respond like the world. But we're in this flesh, man. But the more we're renewing our mind, the more we're led by the Spirit, the more we realize that our old self has been crucified with Christ, that we're God's masterpiece, the more we start looking into our identity and we start writing a new chapter of our life, right? The next page. God's not done with you yet. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't sit on the sidelines, man. Crank it up for Jesus, somebody. That's what we need to be doing. Because I'm telling you what, this world is out of control. Click on the news if you can stomach it. I don't think you got to be inundated with it all the time. But I think we need to be aware of it. But I think what we do need to be feeding on all the time is the word of God. We need to be engaging in what God has for us. Because I tell you what, we're going to engage in our identification with Christ. But you know what you got to do? You got to make up your mind. See, if you look back through here. This is where I got my points. I just started looking through here, and I got my, my if you look at your handout, it says, therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, I said, that's our, that's our identification right there. Look at this. Strive for the things that are above, because you see it at the right hand of God. See? And then it says, set your mind on these things right here. So look at this. As we strive, we got to engage. And then as we come down here in the last part of that verse, what does it say? Set your mind on the things, not on the earthly thing, not on things above, not on the earthly things. Set your mind to it. Now, I might preach that twice, but it'd be twice as good when you hear it. How about that? Y'all supposed to laugh there somewhere. <laughs> if I'd have waited a second, I'd have known it was up there. <laughs> Set your mind on things above, not on the earthly things. Man, when's the last somebody, time somebody cleaned out their garage? How many people need to clean out their garage? Let's go one more. How about the attic? 
Oh, you trooper. Did you find anything up there that you just, just couldn't do without? There's a lot of stuff you could just let go, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I think it's all. You had a sight out of mind. And when we go get stuff, right, you go to a yard sale and you see some different stuff and you're thinking, I haven't seen one of those in years, right? And I got to have it so I can put it in my attic, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, man, I got some stuff just like that. I need more. We're in a place right now. Have you ever think, think about when we were growing up? How many... Think about this when you're growing up. How many of those uh, self-storage units did you find around here? Those rental places. I can't think of any. We got them all over the place. We got two at the end of the street. We got stuff, people. We got stuff. Oh, I don't want to throw that out. Well, you had it since you were six. You're 90. Goodness gracious. Oh, don't touch that. The arm might fall off of it. Well, I got to tell you this. We're looking through some stuff at my mom's, and my nephew was down. And he says, I can't get this, 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 you know, those little safety boxes, safety deposit box, whatever you want to call it, this safety thing. He said, I can't open it. I said, well, I really hate to destroy it. He looked up. He said, Unc, is worth $13. I said, break it wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and my nephew, boy, I tell you what, he went out there in Paul Paul's garage. He goes, uh, let me see what I got. He got a hatchet. And my, my other nephew, he was over there. Like, well, let me see. He was getting, well, if we got this, we could drill a hole. <laughs> my, my, my nephew said, whack up, boom, popped open like that. <laughs> it won't nothing in it, but we got it open. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to destroy that. $13.80, Uncle, what do you want to do? Hatchet it open, son. Watch your foot. We're going treasure hunting. Man, oh, man. And I thought, look at all this stuff. And then, I got to tell you, I said, I think I can fix it. He goes, why? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, there's a hatchet mark in it. I mean, I'll tell you, he got it on the second try. The first one, he cut right into it. The second one, pow, opened just like that. I said, boy, you go. That's something else. But my whole story is this. We want to hold on to it, don't we? We want to keep on holding on to it. See, we got our, our mindset on a lot of things of the earthly when we should be looking at the heavenly things. We need to be seeking the Lord. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added unto you. Man, well, you'd think we're holding on. I tell you what. i, I got to tell you, my mind is just, imagine that. <laughs> I, finished, I finished a funeral yesterday, and I said, well, let me go see if they got mom's stuff right. And, and I, I'm going to tell you something. Now, this, this, y'all, whatever y'all want. I'm not disrespecting anything. If you want to go to the, if you want to go to the graveside, that's fine. But I know as a believer, mom and dad ain't in there. They're up in heaven. I can see my mom and dad right now. Whoa, go ahead, Ruthie. There you go. Praising the Lord. Man. So I go over there and I see the fresh dirt. I see the headstone. Still got to wait for the date on there. And I go, okay. Okay. All right, I'm heading on. And the whole while, I'm thinking, I'm so glad you're not in there, Mom. I'm so glad you knew the Lord. I was so glad I had you for all these years. I'm so glad you taught me a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm going to miss you, but guess what? Man, can you imagine? Think about this. Get your mind on this. Can you imagine how it's going to be when you take your last breath here and your first breath there for the believer? 
Boom. You're going to see. I believe you're going to see colors that you never saw before. You're going to experience love like you've never seen before. You're going to see people that, that you didn't. You're going to see people that you say, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You're going to say, he got the memo. Yeah. That's it. And you might be going, have y'all seen a, have y'all seen a, I don't know. But we're going to do everything we can and our power to get that message up because we want everybody to go to heaven. We want everybody to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to set our minds on things above. We want to be seeking the Lord and we want to turn around. We're going to trust the Lord. See, in those difficult times, can you trust the Lord? I had made up my mind when I was going through this in my life. I am going to do my very best with the Holy Spirit's power in my life to walk out what God has been pouring through me for the last 22 years. As a matter of fact, give the Lord a hand clap. 22 years of ministry. That's God moving right there. We're going into the 22nd year of ministry. Man, God is so good. We could trust him. How about this? Are we going to follow him for the next chapter? Can you imagine the next chapter of your life? Think about it. Pray about it. And then take those small adjustments in your life, if that's what the Lord is telling you, to move forward. See, a lot of times we'll write a list. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to save money. I'm not going to park the car under that tree no more. I'm going to walk the dog more. I'm going to do all these things and we get overwhelmed. Pick one. I'm going to say this. Here's the challenge. Pick one thing that God lays on your heart and ask God to help you be obedient in that each day. Just one thing. Because what happens is as you gain one thing in your life, then next year you gain another. And next year you gain another. And next thing you know, in 10 years you get 10 new disciplines in your life. It doesn't have to come all at once. We like to do all of it once. We think we can. And sometimes we can for a while. Because I can promise you right now, and I've been one of them, you could go down to the gym today, and you had to wait in line to get on a, on a, on a machine. I'm going to tell you February 1st, you will probably see a tumbleweed go through there. And you get to Mars, you'll be going, hello. I'm just saying. Because everybody comes out there and says, man, we're going to go to the gym, we're going to go to the gym, we're going to go to the gym. When I first got my gym membership a, a while back, I probably got it somewhere I ain't seen it in about three years. But anyway, I was going all the time. So I went to the 24-hour gym so I wouldn't have any excuse. You know, I went by the gym, they closed. You can't say that no more. I went by the gym, my eyes were closed. I was like, mm, I'm going to keep on going. But you know what? Open our eyes of our heart and open our eyes to look at the Word of God. Open our eyes and trust God. Seek God. Follow God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this up. I know a little long winded today, but y'all love me through it. I hope you guys can see this. If not, I'll print it out for you. But I'm going to share a couple of these right here as we go. Yeah. Look at this. Romans 3.24. We're justified. Just as if we've never had any sin, we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation that waits on us. We are set free from the power of sin that leads to death. We are made right with God. We are one in Christ with all other believers. Fault. That's who you are if you're a believer in Christ. If you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm reading the back of your, your, your Holy, Holy Ghost driver's license, okay? This is it right here, okay? Check this out. We are adopted as God's children. We're in the family. Our sins are taken away, and we are forgiven. 
Man, that's powerful. I got to do this. This is just on my mind. They can't follow me on the camera now. Look at this. Look at this right here. Could you imagine just running that banner everywhere you go? Running in place. Woo! How you doing? <laughs> I'm forgiven. How you doing? I'm forgiven. How about that? I know you got, the camera guys are going, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm over here now, Mike. <laughs> but you know what? See, if we had that in the front of our mind, that forgiveness, we'd, we'd, we'd act different, wouldn't we? We'd be rejoicing, wouldn't we? See, that's the banner we need to have on our heart. I know that's a little extreme, but I'm just saying, think about that. Look at that. What else do we got? We're God's masterpiece. Man, we are identified and belong to God's spirit. And we can come boldly and calmly into the throne room of God, the grace of God. What is it that God has for you? Look at this here. We are made complete in Christ. See, a lot of times we just feel like something's missing. Anybody in this room ever been in a crowd and you feel like you're the only one in there? I'm going to tell you what, that's a, that's a rough spot. It is. I feel like that sometimes. They say, oh, no, you hell, you're life at a party. Inside you're going, what's going on? Because sometimes your heart's hurting. Sometimes there's different things going on in your life. I'm going to tell you what, you run with that banner right there on your heart. Forgiven, rejoice, redeemed. How about that? Therefore, there's no condemnation. Look at those things. Think about those things right there. Get your mind on that. Take that into the new year. Take that into the next chapter of your life. Anybody excited about this new year yet? Woo, the next chapter of your life. Let's read it. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, if you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, when you turn from your sin and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, come into my life. I'm turning from my sin. I believe you're the son of God. Guess what? You are raised with him. Strive for the things above. You're not going to work your way to heaven. We're not going to work our way to heaven. We're not going to give our way to heaven. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Right? Look at this. Keep going. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus is sitting at the right hand side of God. Interceding for you, me, you. He's blotted out all your sin. He gives you the mind of Christ. He sets you in the family of God. He's got a plan for your life. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Did I happen to say he wants to use your life? How can we continue to sit on the sidelines into the new year when we know what Christ has done for us? The next chapter of your life can be the best chapter of your life. I believe that. I believe that. You know what? I want to grab everything I can coming through here for Jesus. Notice I said for Jesus. I don't care about the stuff. I like my car. I like my truck. I like my house. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you what. Right by Park Lawn. You see anybody got the car out there? You got anybody you got seen the guitars out there? What else? Ain't seen no trophies? That's it. It is finished. So when we say that, our hearts get heavy. But when Jesus said that, my heart gets glad. It is finished. He conquered death. We have victory in Jesus. That's the next chapter in your life if you don't know him. And if you do know him, 
Walk it out. Be encouraged. Be blessed. Is anybody encouraged this morning? I'm going to tell you what. Run into 2020 with your Bibles open, your mouth speaking the word of God, your heart tuned to the things of God. And I'm going to tell you what. You will see the fingerprints and the footprints of God in your life, in your marriage, in your work, in your community, and in this world. Somebody say amen. amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for just your spirit in us. And I pray today through, through the stories and through the time of testimony and, and, and Lord, through just working through a frail man, Lord, I pray that they don't see me, they see you. Father, my, my heart is to just have people know you better. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this church and the lives of my brothers and sisters online. Father, I thank you for the people that you are touching all over the world with the message of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're listening today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can today. Don't reject the only way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So if that's you today, get serious with God. You say, buddy, what do I need to do? You don't need to join anything. You don't need to give anything. You don't need to do anything. Just please listen. If you die today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? Not 99%, 100%. The Bible tells us that there's one way to heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. And he says when we ask the Lord to forgive us of our sin, and we believe that he's the son of God that came and lived a life that was sinless to die a death that he did not deserve so that we can have a life that we don't deserve. He did that for us. If you're here today, ask the Lord to come into your life. Lord. You can pray it from right where you're at. I'm not talking about mumbling words. I'm talking about by faith. Do you believe this? It's in the word. I'll show you in the word of God. That's what we need to be standing on. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And let me tell you something. I'm not just talking about for all eternity, and that's amazing. But God wants to work in your life today, right here, right now. If you prayed that, if you believe that, if you receive that, walk it out the next chapter of life. It's going to change, and it's going to change for the better. That doesn't mean you'll never have a hard time, but it does mean you'll never go through it alone. And eternity is settled with a death, burial, and resurrection to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you've got any questions, drop us a line. We love you, and we'll see you. And everybody say it. Amen.